It's like the walls are caving in Sometimes I feel like giving up But I just can't It isn't in my blood Laying on the bathroom floor Feeling nothing I'm overwhelmed and insecure Give me something I could take to ease my mind slowly Just have a drink and you'll feel better Just take her home and you'll feel better Keep telling me that it gets better Does it ever Hi and welcome to another episode of Miss Motivation. Today I'll be featuring second chance streamer Eric Suazo from Quixotic Events. Hey guys, how you doing? I'm so excited to have Eric on today because he is one of my best friends. He's super talented, super motivated, and a great designer. And I can't wait for you guys to hear his story. Eric and I met at the school that we were working at, and I had just gotten engaged. And I heard that there was an event planner in the building. So, of course, I ran down. I had known Eric but then that's where our relationship really started to blossom. And we started meeting together and we were planning my wedding. And he did the most fantastic job. If you want to see pictures from my wedding, it's on my Instagram. They're on my Facebook. He literally made it look like a million dollar wedding. It was just gorgeous and great. And I loved it. And he's super talented. I love his work. We've become great friends ever since. And he has since left the school as well to pursue his career in floral design full-time. And I'm going to put him on so you guys can hear his story. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Eric. My name is Eric, and um, I'm the owner of Quixotic Events. My story really begins at the beginning where I start as a waiter. And I did that for 10 years while I was going to college for criminal justice because I was pursuing to become a police officer. Is that what you always wanted to do? Yes. That was what I always wanted to do. I always wanted to be a cop, work with juvenile kids and that kind of department. It was always my dream. And as I was waitering tables, I was just, you know, doing it for money and pay for college. I kind of fell in love with the whole event and catering atmosphere. So that happened for 10 years. And then I started getting into event planning started working with different event planners in my community in Rockland. And after that, I started learning a lot. And I was the guy in the shadow doing the work and everybody else was getting the credit. And I was thinking to myself, like, why am I allowing people to take my credit while I could be doing this for myself? So about five years ago, right before your wedding, I started to reach out to people, tell them that I do this service and and it just started growing and growing that I got into flowers. And now I strictly do flowers because it's really my passion. It wakes me up every morning to want to do it, to create something new, something different. At the same time, um, while I was doing the events, I started working at a school as a teacher's assistant, you know, to make some money and have insurance and everything wonderful that the government gives us. <laughs> I was doing that for 10 years and then this past January, I really like, I really wanted to just pursue the flowers. So I quit the job after 10 years. And now I'm at a stage that I'm really focused on building a brand and a business and a company that 
I hope to strive really, really well. And my goal is to open a shop really soon and go from there. What kind of shop do you want to open? Um, it'll be a flower shop, you know, but I want to put some little quirky add to it, not just the flower shop, to attract business. I just don't know what it is yet. I'm still thinking. So you were going to school and waiting tables, and then you found your your love for events. You decided to work that job and then go into teaching. Now, I want to know why you stopped going to school. So I really went to school to satisfy my parents, you know, because my parents came here illegally, and, you know, their dream was to make a better life for themselves. So when you are an immigrant, you think, you know, college money and building yourself up to becoming part of America and so I grew up with that mentality and my parents dream was for me to go to school become a lawyer a doctor a cop and in reality that's not what I wanted I was more focused on taking a chance on something that was more risky than something that was more stable how can I say it um you just couldn't see that for yourself well, at first I could, you know, because, you know, it's great to have a salary and everything. But in the back of my head, I was like, I have a love for something and I'm pushing it to a side just to be safe. And, you know, the older I got, the more I realized that the risk is a great reward. And I'm still learning, you know what I mean? Everything I do and every step I take is a risk. Good or bad, some days are good, some days are bad, but at the end of the day, when the final product of an event or an arrangement is done and I look at it in the picture or I get the comments I get, it is a very satisfying reward. But, you know, some days are good, some days are bad, and um, I will never regret. That was also a big thing, um, you know, regret. I, you know, I was going to do the whole cop thing, but in the back of my mind, I was, am I going to regret not doing what, like, God kind of, like, gave me to, like, be good at just to do something that was going to be more stable? So I didn't want to regret not doing something that I loved just for stability. So I took the risks, and here we are. That's amazing. So so you, you finished your degree. Um and you were waiting tables and then you decided I'm going to go work at this school so that you could have your benefits and your pension. And you also at that point had started while you were at that school, your company. So tell me what that was like. Was that a struggle for you to handle both of your jobs? So it was a big struggle, mostly at the end because my business is growing now. At the beginning, it was just like I'm taking side jobs a little here and there. At the end, I really was getting more higher-end events, you know, and the fact that I had to work with the students and my phone is ringing, clients wanting me to answer their questions during the day was becoming unfair to the school. And it kind of just gravitated me away from the school because I really fell in love with the events and the flowers. So I kind of just, the past last two years of school, um, I kind of fell out of love for the job. At the beginning, I loved it, but I just, it wasn't me. It was just something to do for stability, but 
at the end, I really just wanted to really do what I want to do, but the risk was the hardest part. And in working with you, I noticed that you tried to bring aspects of your event and floral company into the job. Eric would always donate his time to put on a beautiful event for the kids for prom or Halloween or Thanksgiving. You were always kind of putting your creativity in the forefront of that job to try to almost, it seemed like, make it work. Would you say that? I would say that, but also I did it because I love the events. Like it didn't, that part never felt like a job. The events, the flowers, like 80% never feel like a job. It just feels like I wake up and I'm just doing what I love. And that's why I did it as a school because it's something that I just gravitate and love. It's like people go out to eat because they love food. People, you know, go to movies because they like movies. I like to get up and just work in events. Like I'm a workaholic. It doesn't feel like I'm a workaholic because I'm just doing what I love. It's just part of my day. And that's why I kind of just did it while I was at school also because I just really love it. It was always really nice too. We worked with uh, children with disabilities and to see the smiles on their faces. And it was always really nice to see them walk into this room that you had created for them and see their glow because they don't have experiences like that. And you were able to provide them with a prom and provide them with a Thanksgiving parade and provide them with like a Halloween super scary house that actually really wasn't that scary. I'm just a huge baby. But he really brought to life a lot of things for the kids. So was it hard for you to leave that job? Like I said, the last years I felt out of love for the job. So it was a lot more simple than I thought because I was kind of refreshed that I was going out there into the world to do something that I wanted to do. It wasn't someone telling me to do or I just had to do it because I had to be stable. You know, now that's the hardest thing because I'm starting over again. You know, those paychecks every two weeks are not there and it makes it hard. But I'm just learning to live a different lifestyle now. You know, I got to make sure that I make those two weeks. I put that money in and and I make it work. It it doesn't feel any different right now. It was, So it felt natural for you to take that leap of faith in, into putting everything you had into your business? It felt natural, but there's a lot of consequences and there's a lot of thoughts that go into the process because you want to be, you know, stable and you're risking a lot of things. And I think the greatest thing for me was that I'm single and I'm not married with kids and I could take that risk because the only person that would be affected would be myself, nobody else. But if I was in a different situation, it would be much harder. So you had said that your parents immigrated here and that they really wanted you to make the best life for yourself and go to school and have this stability. And so when you went to them and said, hey, I'm going to leave, you know, my dream of being a cop, I'm going to leave the school and I'm going to start this event company full time. What was their reaction to you? They don't always have a reaction. They don't usually say anything. Um, You just know it. But, you know, in the process, they've saw that I was much happier and they accepted it. You know, they gave me their garage, so I store their stuff. So it's kind of like their way of saying it's okay. You'll figure it out. 
And probably also works out for them too, because every Thanksgiving, every Christmas, every Easter is always really well done at your house for your parents. I've seen it on your Instagram. You really go all out for your holidays for your family. So that's the worst part of the job. That's that 20%. It's expected of me to do it every single time. Any family event or holiday, it's, okay, Eric, what are you doing? And I'm like, can I just come as a guest? No, it doesn't work that way. That's the part. It's like, oh, you people are going to make me work. (laughs) But it's okay. I love it. So I do it. You know, sometimes my sister gets annoyed with me because I love it so much. And she's like, Eric, you're just being overly dramatic with all this stuff. Cut it out. But she loves it, too. So it's part of our family now, too. Right. I forgot to say or we forgot to mention um, who else works with you. My sister. So she is the backbone of who I am you know she's my biggest support um like I have ideas and and I come up I just come up with different stuff but at the end she's my biggest executor she really knows how to bring it to life she's really good with the the flowers and both of us just we never went to school for it we just naturally learned like we taught ourselves you know we asked different florists that we we worked with um, and we just naturally learned and here we are. Do you find it hard to work with your sibling? Not her, no. She's really good about things. That's pretty unbelievable. I cannot imagine working with my with my siblings. I love them to death, do not get me wrong, but I just don't think that we would mesh well. She's the only one. If there was anybody else, I'd probably be in jail. No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so now that you left your stable job, and you're going out on your own and starting your company. What are some of the sacrifices that you feel like you've made? Um, my benefits, insurance. Um, that is right now my biggest struggle because being a business owner, it's a lot of money to have insurance or just be on your own. So I am battling that right now. I'm trying to figure that out because, you know, knock on wood, something happens to me right now, I'm not covered. So that's my biggest concern just for myself do you ever have any thoughts like what if this doesn't work do you ever think that to yourself i think about that every day (laughs) um so then if you think about that every day what keeps you positive like what what do you tell yourself when you have that thought so when i think about that um or i'm like in a negative place um the thing that really makes me happy and makes me believe in this is when I get calls from clients or people telling me that I do wonderful work. Like every single time a client calls me, I literally, um, when I get off the phone, I thank God. I go, thank you, God. If I get the job, I get the job. But thank you for giving me the opportunity to start, do another party. Like that's, that's what keeps me going is my clients and the people surrounding me that are positive. Have you experienced some failures along the way in starting your business? Oh, yes. There has been failures. (laughs) You know, um, like one situation, I did a wedding and it was beautiful. It was probably maybe three, four years ago and it was beautiful. Um, I made a mistake getting involved with like the catering, the flowers and the event planning. Like I thought it would be smart to like, "Ah, let's just try to put everything into a bundle not a good idea. So at the end of the night, the caterer made a big mistake and was trying to get out of the wedding early. And guess who took the blame and got yelled? That was me. 
not the caterer. So it really upset me. I think that was one of those moments that I was like, wow, maybe I'm just not meant for this. This really sucks. And I was literally in tears. And even though I heard positive things about the wedding, all I felt was negative because of how it ended. But you know, throughout the course and throughout the years, that kind of just went away because I just kept positive. I'm like, you know what? It was just one little mistake and it wasn't even on, I didn't even make the mistake. So I just kind of put that on the back now, but I always remember it. You can't be doing four jobs. You have to just stick to one. So that would be some good advice, I guess, for people who are listening. Like if you feel like you should have your hands in a lot of different things, you're saying that you think you should just focus on the one and stay the course on that. Yes, I've seen it a million, especially in, in like my field. Uh, I've seen it a million times that caterers try to be party planners, try to be florists, and they're going to mess something up because you need to focus on that one thing. And I've seen a lot of companies just transition into just one, like I have. It's, it's, it's just a, a lesson you learn because you're, you're doing it because you want to help the client and help them, you know, save money. And at the end, it's a bad risk you took because you look bad and you messed up their party in a way. My husband always tells me that, you know, he can't do more than one thing at once. And I joke and I'm like, well, you know, I'm a woman and I'm a multitasker and I can do a million things at once. I can listen to you and listen to the TV and cook and clean the floor all at the same time. And he's like, no. That makes you inefficient. When you try to do too much, you become inefficient at all of those things. So if you focus on one thing, that's where all your energy goes. Therefore, your product ends up being better. Yeah, I, I agree with that. So since I started trying to be a, a, a waiter slash event planner slash florist, and then I just like, I'm just going to do flowers. My flowers have gotten so much better and bigger and more creative that people are noticing that and they're like, wow. And I get a lot of some, wow, Eric, your work is getting so much better. Your flowers look amazing because I've literally taken all the focus and put it into the flowers. It's been a big reward, I feel. Do you consider yourself a person who has a lot of self-confidence? No. Even before I got here, the first word I, I said to you, like, if I do a bad job, I'm sorry. Like everything in life, I'm not so confident, even though I know I'm good at it. The confidence is what I lack. I think that's my weakest point, and it should be my strongest, but it's not. How do you coach yourself into feeling good about yourself? The feedback. I think that's what holds me together, because if it was just me doing this, and I was just doing it, and it kept going, and I didn't hear any responses, I'm putting then I'll put things in my head. If you don't get like feedback and like good energy, you're even though you're doing a good job, you're going to feel like you're doing a terrible job because no one's saying anything. I think that's the most important thing for me. Yeah. Positive reinforcement is yes. something okay. that you really like. And it's so funny because that's what that. we did at school. <laughs> it's true. I was just about to say positive reinforcement. I was like, wait, should I be saying that? <laughs> Don't worry. I won't make you do any data with me. <laughs> you got a plus. <laughs> no 10 trials over here. <laughs> that's funny. We worked at this school, right? And a lot of people there, it just didn't feel like they wanted to be there. Would you agree? I agree. And like I said about the other stuff, like stability and just doing it because you need the money. There's a lot of people who are that and are okay with that, but they're not happy 
they just do it because they need their insurance. They need the money. You know, they could have a, a husband that makes a lot of money, but they go there because they need that extra push. So they're not happy because they're not actually doing what they love. You know, they talk about it and they say they're going to do it, but they never actually do it because it's so hard to say, I'm going to be signed and go do what I love because people rely on this because, you know, some have kids, some are married. They need, they need it. Right. And it's hard to give it up. So for people who are out there not chasing their dreams and just relying on that stability of whatever job they're working that they really don't have a passion for, what advice would you give them to go out and pursue a project of their own? Start small and, you know, start with a little project so you don't have to leave your job and just build and build and build like I did. It's just, I didn't, you know, I started as a waiter and then I got into the event planning. You know, the school thing was just a thing to do on the side to make extra money that I ended up loving for eight years, but left in 10. Um, it's just, you got to start small, little baby steps, you know, to figure out if this is what you want. And if you need to tweak this, change that and just see if it really is. Cause there are people that like love something so much, but until you do it, you realize, Oh God, this is not for me. What was I thinking? So you change it. And that's how I started. I just, I changed a lot and I've made baby steps and now I know what I want and now I'm going to take those leaps. I'm going to make a lot of sacrifices and, and hopefully they're going to be reward. So you're saying that no matter where you are in life, there's always time for you to pursue your passions and reinvent yourself to pursue your dreams. Yes, but it all depends on how much you believe in it because we only make the time on the things that we actually want to make the time because we like it or love it or feel passionate about it. You know, you could like something, but it doesn't mean you're going to do it every day. You know, it just, it's got to, for like a dream or a career that you want to build and make an like empire of it, you have to really love it because then you're just going to hate it and just be like, goodbye, and then go back to what you were doing. So make sure you're 100% in is what you're saying. Yeah, you have to be 100% in, all in, good or bad. Would you say that you are a people person who's good at networking? Like, how did you get to meeting everybody that you've worked with or done events for? So I've been in the event world for 17 years with including the waitering. And I've just met people because they see how well I work and my presentation. And they've kind of just started a relationship with me and I become friends with them, even my clients. And I think that's my strongest point is... Um, networking through my job and people actually seeing my work because I'm not so great at being the face of my company because I'm not a social media like person that is talking live streaming this and I know it's important but I'm not good at it I am so not confident in that area so what advice would you give yourself or somebody else who's not confident in networking so that's what I'm working on is making myself more confident but it's not easy, you know. It, like I said, baby steps. Just push yourself, you know. Even just you wake up in the mirror, oh, you look good today. Something very small. And just build, you know, because throughout the years, I've been knocked down a couple of times, you know, and those things always are in the back of your mind. So every day, if you, you surround yourself with positive people and think positive, you're going to start being positive and more confident. 
So every day, little things. Even if I I don't even realize I'm doing, I'm like, oh okay, cool. Who inspires or influences you? I mean, that has changed so much, but lately in my career, there is this amazing designer slash event planner named David Starks. He doesn't just work with flowers; he works with all types of materials. And he is really, really interesting. He's really well-known Brooklyn event planner. And his work is so unique and very talented. And he inspires me to create things that most people wouldn't think it would look great on a table or an event. He is such an inspiration for that. So what is your why? Why I do this is because everything in the past was never something that was me. So... I guess my why is I just love it and I'm so interested and curious of how to keep building and learning how to create things because I'm always seeing other people's work and I'm like, how do they do that? So it just, that's my why. I've been in this business for 17 years in the shadow, not complete 17 years, but for 15, 14 years or so, I've been in the shadows of everybody else's work. You know, a waiter doesn't get recognized for anything. And then in events, I was working behind the event planner that was in charge. So I never got recognized for the work that I did because the person that was in charge took the credit and nobody really knew who I was. So that was a big thing for me. I'm, I'm, I was always like, I just did that and I didn't get the credit. So that was my push that I wanted people to really know that this is my work and I wanted to brand that and get the credit. So what's your favorite thing to do? Shopping. I love to shop. I love to go buy new things. Even my wholesalers look at me like, what are you here to buy now? It's just, I love to go shopping and buy things. And most people are like, you're just wasting your money. I'm like, no, this is what makes my money. So I really enjoy going and buying new vases or like buying some new decor piece it's really my favorite part of the job and that fuels you creatively to just come up with new ideas and concepts yeah, yeah it really does even to even going to home depot and just looking at copper pipes or you know or planks of woods and seeing what i could create out of it a any place like i i could be just walking in the mall and i see like a storefront I'm like oh that's a good idea like then I go shopping for those things to create something like it. Shopping is my favorite. I would assume that it takes a lot of <clears throat> focus and organization to run your own business. How do you stay focused or organized throughout the day? I kind of organize the day. Like I, I go, I do my shopping during the day. I meet clients for like an hour or two. I try to only meet like two clients a day. And then at night, before I eat dinner or I wind down, I make sure I sit in front of the computer and do the worst part of the job, the paperwork. And then I, I finish my day. But I always have to make sure I do some sort of paperwork because the paperwork just becomes bigger and bigger if you don't. And what do you do to keep yourself like from going crazy? Besides shopping, what are some of your hobbies that keep you sane? going out to eat with you, doing <laughs> things like that, you know? Everybody knows at this point I do love to eat. <laughs> <laughs> like just hanging out with you or going to the spa. Come on, the spa is amazing. Oh, yeah, shout out to King Spa <laughs> in New Jersey and then Brownstone because we always finish oh, up there. Good food. 
<laughs> yeah. You have to check yourself into the spa every you once kinda, in a while. You kind of forget about everything when you're there and you just relax. We should do that too. <laughs> we really do need to go back, especially we can bring my crystals. <laughs> <laughs> they have a lot of crystals there. I don't know. If you've seen them. Yeah. Crystals are a thing. They really are. It's really cool and interesting. And the more I see your crystals... It's making me want to see what they have because I didn't notice when we were there. I saw it, like, whatever. But now I really want to know what they have because they're good energy. They are. I've always, you know, funny that now we're talking about crystals. I know we kind of, like, skirt to the side a little. But I, when I first got my job at the school, I was so determined. I was, like, really pumped about teaching and I went to the crystal shop that's here in Nyack, and I went to the girl cam. I'm like, I need something for money because I need money. I need this job to do, you know, amazing things in abundance for me. And she gave me an amethyst that also had like turquoise and a clear quartz. And let me tell you, I don't know. Maybe I put too much stock in it, but I really felt like it worked. I was a very successful teacher, and I feel like there is a lot to crystals and their energy. So where's that crystal now? It's in my car. <laughs> I drive with it. and See, that's where the money is, in that's the car. the car, yeah. I do drive an Audi, but I probably would never drive another Audi again, to be honest. <laughs> Not that I don't love it. It's just, you know, it's so funny. I always wanted this, like, awesome car, and I was getting married that year. I'm like, it's the year of the bride, and I'm fantastic, and I'm going to get this white Audi. Now I, I just have this, like, Big car payment, and yeah, the car is super beautiful and luxurious, but it's really not worth it at the end of the day. It's funny the choices that you make when you're in the um, when you're in abundance. Like right now, I'm not in lack, but I'm certainly yeah. you know I'm un- unemployed right now. I'm with this podcast. I definitely don't have everything that I did, but I'm like, why did I get this car? Like, get me a new used car, please. <laughs> because you could. You were stable. You knew what was coming. It was just guaranteed. And full circle. And full back circle, and yeah. back again. You know, I, I had you, that stability. If you but... probably were still there, you're probably getting another Audi. You know what I mean? It's just, that's yeah. part of it. Oh, I would have gotten a Q5. <laughs> See, I'm dang- I would have gotten another Audi. He's totally right. <laughs> but these are things that happen in your life for a reason. You know, I was meant to go through that accident, I guess. I don't like to believe that. But everything does happen for a reason. I was meant to need to leave that and, and pursue this. I don't think that I would be sitting here interviewing you for this podcast right now had that not all happened. So there is a purpose and a and a true meaning for everything that happens in your life so i guess to come back to what we were talking about before where do you see yourself in the future the future owning a store and i mean like always building and i don't think you ever stop really building so just doing more high-end events like i'm getting much better events now so i just want to keep going up so in the future i see myself really stable and doing really nice high-end events so by high-end, you mean like celebrity work? Yeah, celebrity work or just multi-million dollar events, you know? <laughs> yes, I know. If I could get married and redo my wedding again at an even crazier budget than the first one, then I would definitely do that. I just loved like the ambiance and just when you go into one of Eric's parties, you just feel whatever that theme is. Like you get immersed by the flowers, you get immersed by just the atmosphere that he's created in this space. He's really transformed everything. 
I don't, I don't know how to say it, but he just, it's, it, the work that he does is just so amazing. It just makes you feel good. Would you say that your work makes you feel good? Well, I don't really like get vibes from my work. I do my job, but I, like I said, the people give me that, not the actual finish. I lied. There's one more thing. Pictures. I love to take pictures of my work. So that's when I really know if I see a really good picture, I go, Ooh, that's a good one. That's how I know I did good photography is amazing yeah yeah now do you see yourself getting more into photography as your event business grows um yes i've always loved photography so i mean i have a lot to learn but i have a nice canon rebel and um i'm learning to take pictures in different ways because i mean in every kind of situation pictures are taken in different ways like i notice like um wedding photographers don't know how to take pictures of like tables and like setups they just don't get it so someone that actually does that work and takes the picture knows the angles and where to stand and how to take the picture it's a whole complete different situation i feel for photography so i always take my pictures no matter what even if there's like the best photographer there i always make sure i take my own because some people don't capture it the way you see it and i want to capture it the way I see it. What's one thing that you would share with my audience to motivate or inspire them? If you believe in something and you really love something that's, you know, career orientated, go for it. Just take steps. Don't just leap into it because that just equals failure sometimes. Um, just go small, you know, and work your way up. And if you really believe in it, it'll really happen and it'll become what you always hoped it would be. And failure is a part of the process. Oh, failure is. It just, but you have to be that strong person to believe that failure is not going to take away what you believe in and what you love and what you want to do. So you kind of just take the failure, take the negative, and you just try to turn it back into positive every single time negative comes along. And you just keep trying to make it positive. If you really believe in it, it really works. I think that's great advice. I appreciate you sharing that with us. No problem. And with that, I think that I'm going to go take Eric to the crystal shop and we're going to plan a spa day. You'll definitely be hearing from Eric again in the future on the podcast. I'm going to have him on as a reoccurring guest. He's someone who has always been in my corner. He's always been really supportive of me and I've always just appreciated you being my friend. So thank you for that. And thank you for letting me interview you today and letting me pick your brain. It's been so much fun for me. You know, right back at you. You're like a big part of my life. Everything that, you know, goes bad or good, I always come and I call you because I think we feed off each other off, you know what I mean? Because we're both at a place that we're trying to build. So we kind of just look for each other for positive reinforcements. And I think that's some advice that I could give to people is be picky about who you hang out with. Like, do yourself a favor. Don't hang out with anybody who isn't on your vibe. I don't mean level like you're better than someone because you're not better than anybody. Like, I'm not better than anyone anywhere. But just choose your energy. If you want to be a positive person, hang out with positive people. If you want to be an entrepreneur, hang out with entrepreneurs, you know. Constantly put yourself in a place where... Somebody is fostering your growth and supporting your creative abilities. I think that's what I can definitely say about our relationship. Our relationship has helped me so much. And I'm, 
that's my best advice for other people is just choose your tribe well. And with that advice from the School of Hard Knocks, (laughs) we are going to say goodbye to you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And if you know someone with a motivating story, please reach out to me. Email me at chrissyclemente at gmail.com or on my Instagram at chrissyclemente. I would love to hear from you guys. I'm always trying to reach out to new people. Don't forget to hit subscribe, leave a review, and tune in for the next episode. Peace. Thank you guys for listening. Boom. Boom. It's like the walls are keeping in.